Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Second Take Variety Hour. The Second Take Variety Hour is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to the Second Take Variety Hour. I got nothing. I couldn't think of a single thing. It's like I've never had a thought in my entire life. I got nothing. Um, don't just... Okay, I guess we'll do that. Um, you can't eat a soup with a fork unless it's like a chunky soup. And then you can then you need the bowl. Still not recommended. Yeah. Um, I can do better than that. Um, I'm not convinced. The only hurdle to success is yourself. That sounds vaguely true. I could deal with that. Okay. Do you feel inspired? I'll take it. <laughs> no? <laughs> I brought down the energy so fucking quickly because I couldn't think of an intro. Uh, welcome to the Second Take Variety Hour. Um Cats uh, don't exist. They're just two possums taped together. And if you want to get a dog, you got to tape four possums and a cat together. Wait, it doesn't... No, nah, okay, this doesn't <laughs> work. All right, I'm Sebastian. <laughs> I'm Jordan. <laughs> My coffee is way too hot and I'm Alex. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you made the coffee too hot. You fudged the intro. Yeah. What next, Seb? I burnt my tongue. You burnt your tongue. Yeah. <laughs> now I can't do the do. Can't That's taste you. anything. Um, well, welcome to the Second Take Variety Hour. If you're joining Thanks. us for the very first time, this is a show in which this is pretty much the show. Yeah. Um, anything can happen. Anything can and matter. will happen. Oh, I would love an improv <laughs> show. I'm like, actually, apparently I'd be bad at it though. Yeah. I can't think yeah. of a way to say hello. <laughs> um, so effectively, we all kind of bring something to the table. Literally, we're sitting at a table, so it's not a lie. You can't sue us on that one. Um, I brought something that you gave to me. I didn't give that to you. I just, I had it. I asked for it and you gave it to me. Did that happen? Yeah. Oh, I'm so suggestible. <laughs> I don't even remember making choices. Um, so we all bring some sort of pop cultural question mark to the table that we, we liked or we didn't like and we either put it over or bury it depending on you know various degrees of enjoyment. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So what I would love to do right now is talk about um, AEW's Full Gear. But unfortunately it's airing right now as we're recording this. So I can't actually watch it live so I can't review it, isn't life the worst? So I'm going to review something completely different. Okay. Yes. Any insight to what that is? Yeah. I think that's how this show works. Yep, yep. I'm going to review some old wrestling video games that I've had the pleasure of replaying recently. Okay. The SmackDown versus Raw series on the PlayStation 2. All right, you're giving away too much. That's (laughs) just the title of what I'm doing. Um, 
And uh, there might be digression into more wrestling from that now that I've said the word SmackDown versus Raw. So we'll see how that goes. Sure. That's, that's me. See, now I feel bad because I'm bringing wrestling to the <laughs> table too. <laughs> Fear not, listeners. Mine will be mostly video game based. And uh, so I am going to be very heavily putting over uh, the Jordan Devlin David Starr match from the recent OTT show in Ireland. There you go. Yeah. Did you? How many of those words did you understand, Alex? Seven. Okay. How many words were there? More than seven. <laughs> yeah. <very laughs> um, I want to talk about the Good Place. I know Excellent. we've talked about it before. We had a couple of weeks ago, but no, no, it's always different. But yeah, I want to talk about it because I've come in very fresh, never having watched it before because yep. my wife did not enjoy it when she watched it. So Judas. Yeah. I was like, I need to give it a go. And yeah, well, so I reckon we sandwich you in the middle. So there's a break between wrestling bouts. Sure. Yeah. How far are you watched though? I haven't watched the latest episode. That's exactly what I'm up to. I haven't watched the latest episode. <laughs> yeah. Great. Okay. Um, well, I'll be brief with my video game stuff. Okay. Their games, they're on the PlayStation 2. They're old. They're wonderful. I love them. I hate the current wrestling games that are coming out on the play, on the PS4 and the Xbox. They are not wonderful. They are terrible. And I'd like to talk about old games versus new games and why the old games are better and how I'm not old and cranky. You're old and cranky. It's completely different. It's the children who are wrong. It is. So, <laughs> the old SmackDown games, the on the PlayStation 1 and the PlayStation 2 that came out, there was the SmackDown series. Like, SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain... That's the only one I can remember, but there was other ones. It was a uh, Shut Your Mouth. Yep. Smackdown. Know Your Role. Know Your Role. They're yep. effectively all just named after The Rock's catchphrases because they know where their money lies. Well, Smackdown itself was also one of The Rock's catchphrases, yeah. So, and then they, they developed that series into the Smackdown versus Raw series. And these were just very fun video game versions of wrestling. They were, you know, typical thing, you know, many times in matches, you can design your own characters, design your own belts. You could even do things called general manager mode where you could book shows and draft picks so you get the, you know, the wrestlers that you want to do the matches, etc. Great stuff. So then the 2K series took over. Is that EA Games does the 2K series or not EA, is it? Uh, it's, um, wait, was it maybe? It was either that or like, I think it was EA and then I think the most recent one which has been like a total clusterfuck I mm. think was done by Ukes, if I'm not mistaken. No, Ukes left. Ukes did the, the ones, the good oh, ones, yeah. okay, okay. So they went for, in the modern wrestling games, they went for like heavy realism. Uh, to the point that if you run for too long, your character, your, your superhero, your wrestler, gets real tired and can't walk anymore. And they just start crawling because they're, 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 so, they're such a puffed boy. I mean, I, I've run the ropes, that's fair. Yeah, well, the, you know, <laughs> it, it's very realistic, but realistic wrestling is not a fun game. They, they decided to turn it almost like a wrestling like simulator. In that sense, and it's it became like hectically boring. So I've been going back and playing the good ones on the PS2, which were just arcade games. If you hit the run button and just let it go, your character will literally run until the until the PlayStation turns off. Nice. Nothing will stop them, and they'll, no, nothing will you know tie them yeah. out. So I might segue a little bit into the 2K20 then into the yeah the cluster of a release that Jordan was alluding to. So. This game was, you know, most way through its development and one of the companies that was helping in it pulled out and with them came all the character assets that they had. These are the guys that made all the wrestlers look like the wrestlers they're meant to look like. So they released this game and everyone looks like they're made of like claymation now. Oh, <laughs> PS4 yeah. graphics. Legitimately, the games I'm playing on PS2 and this is not me being a dick, ha ha ha, like, literally look better. They Like they look better. Wow. 
And before I leave, you're going to have to show me. The old one or the new ones? Both. Yeah. It's easy because I've got them and I'll be playing Good. them after our episode. <laughs> I'm going to have a great time. Um, so, yeah, they um, they did that. Um, they look absolutely dr- like dreadful now. And also it's absolute glitch city in this newer game as well. Mm. Um, like, no, I mean like people melting through the actual ring itself. <clears throat> like it is... It is everywhere. It is the worst kind of glitching you can imagine. Too. How much money did you spend on this? No, 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 no. no. I don't like these two K games because I don't like them because the gameplay is terrible, right. and now it's unplayable. <laughs> right. Oh, um, so you've watched people play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's it's good stuff too. Um, just this, from like what I've seen from the game, just like screenshots and videos, like it was irresponsible to put this out and 100%. charge people money for it. Like it's yeah. clearly not done. There's this um. Dear. Female wrestler called Bianca Belair um, in NXT. Any and her relation to the Fresh Pants Prince? I mean, perhaps. I, mean, I, I can't say no for sure. Um, and Good. she has, her gimmick is that she's got very, very long hair done in a tight braid down one single, uh, like a ponytail on her back. And she uses it to whip people. I mean, like it's down past her butt. Like it's, it's long as all hell. Is that legal? Well, it's Tec- not a weapon. It's not a yeah, weapon. that's the thing. It's, it's, it's part of her body. So it's part yeah. of the part of the gimmick of on it's a technicality. Allowed. Yeah. So she's walking. She was in the last game, the twenty two K nineteen, and it was fine. You, you watch her entrance in there, and there's no no issues because the everything gets so munted in two K twenty. She's walking down, and her hair literally is acting like a live annoyed snake. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's just whipping about. I was watching one of my the YouTubers I watched. He was playing the game. He didn't realize it was not glitchy as all hell. And Bianca Belair is taken out and just laying flat outside the ring. So she's not moving. She's just laying down, and her hair is literally whipping around like it's trying to kill people. And there's like there's nothing. There's no wind. Nothing. It's just it's literally a snake, not intentional. Oh and. That's kind of the thing. Like anything like the ring ropes, characters will go through the ring ropes and the ropes will just turn to like triangles and bounce around. It's fucked. So terrible thing I'm describing as in an, an audible medium, in an audible medium, but I would recommend going onto YouTube, just searching 2K20 WWE, you know, glitches and you'll see a compilation of amazing videos. We're talking like the, the glitches where like, people's skeletons like come out through their face. So like now their eyes and jawline are removed from the, the texture of their skin. Oh no. And released and they said the patch is coming in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> this game's been out for about two weeks already. Oh dear. <laughs> so yeah, good stuff. So uh, That's not ideal. Oh, it's ideal for me because I was, I was never going to play the game, but now I get enjoyment from watching people that have played the game. So, I mean, if it wasn't all terrible things, the level of extra like free marketing they've gotten from people talking about this game would have been amazing. Mm. It's just a, it's just unfortunate. Like, there is actually, there is like legitimately a thing as bad press. Yeah. And this is it. This game has got it and the company as a whole kind of has it at the moment. Yeah. Oh, so do we want to talk about Saudi Arabia? Is that worth going into? I mean, it's a bit yeah. of a tangent, but we're talking about bad water. I mean, we're already there. We may as well bury the company a little bit more. <laughs> so they, um, they've got a, seri- a deal with the Crown Prince in Saudi Arabia right. to do two WWE shows there every single year. And sure. it was originally like a was seven or 10 year contract or some shit. 10. 10 year. So two shows every year. It's the show- shows. 
I don't think it was a 10-year contract then. I thought it was 10 shows all up. Maybe it was a five-year No, contract. I think they signed... It was like a 10-year deal. And then when this has happened, they came out saying like, oh, we've extended the deal. Yeah. But so it, was, it was always 10 years, but it wasn't always two shows. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, they've extended it. Anyway, so when this deal came to fruition, they had their first show. Everyone was like, kind of like, oh, that was really weird because the whole show... Every time between matches, they're like, welcome to the beautiful progressive city of Jeddah in Saudi Arabia, the wonderfully progressive Saudi Arabia. Mind you, this show happened like weeks after that beheading. That's what I was going to say. There's um, Jamal Khashoggi, the Washington Post journalist who was beheaded and quartered. Right. Yeah. Um, this is like within that time frame. I think for the second show was the time frame because they, they were being talked about. I think the first show oh, happened. Oh, that's right. And actually, then the second yeah, one. It was. It was the second one. And after this all happened, like the UFC pulled out from doing shows in Saudi Arabia. Uh, a couple of, a few musicians did. And WWE's like, nah, we're going to do it. Because they're making enough money at each show that it's like literally like a WrestleMania's worth of money for them every single time. Oh, wow. Um, so the money trunk's been unloaded and they've been going for it. So... It's been a little bit tasty because a lot of people aren't happy with them going to this country. Yeah. Especially a lot of their roster just refused to go. Yeah. Wow. And they just had their last show there a couple of weeks ago by the time this is coming out. And there was a allegedly a pay dispute because WWE apparently had not been paid for their last show prior. Right. And allegedly a bit of an argument between Vince McMahon and either a representative or the crown prince himself. I imagine it must have been a rep though. I kind of I hope it was the crown prince. That'd be very funny. <laughs> anyway. Oh, God damn, pal. Where's my money? They had the show on Thursday their time and there was a, a, a live show for SmackDown on Friday their time. So they all did the show, went to leave and there was apparently issues with their playing. So their entire roster was stuck for 24 hours or some shit. I think it was close to 30. Yeah. Unable to leave the country. Oh dear. And but Vince would Vince had already left, and a bunch of people that had private jets had already left. Um, but like the bulk of the roster just was left in Saudi Arabia. And they were on the plane itself for like ten hours or some shit too. So, like they yeah. were just stuck on the plane and couldn't leave. Jesus. And the a lot of people they're saying no, no, it was just a technical issue, technical issue. But you're hearing reports of like their plane being surrounded with like armed guards with like machine guns and stuff. So if you're like, it doesn't sound like technical issues. It sounds like a um, their plane was Hostage. grounded by the Saudi government. Yeah. Hostage so um, <laughs> it's, there's a lot of hearsay about what actually happened. That's why I'm yeah. saying allegedly a lot because we just don't have a clear story. Audible air quotes. Yeah. But the <laughs> understanding is that there was a disagreement between them and their talent was kind of... Held hostage feels like a harsh way of saying it because I don't believe there was any risk of them being harmed, but yeah. they were being... Held there Essentially as a punished. Ship. Yeah, yeah, punished as well, Dead. yeah. Yeah, with audible winks. Yeah. So this all happened. And then like five days after it didn't, it happened, they announced they extended the deal with Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Which was like, that was the incredible thing. This all happened. And then like, yeah, we can do it for another 10 or whatever the hell they extended it for. What? <laughs> it's, it's running back to a bad ex. But worse, because uh, you're still dating the- Running ex- back to a bad ex that pays you good money, so- you know, your own health and safety is of of no matter. <laughs> this is great. The crown yeah. prince I'm actually in love with in a way. So Doze, yeah. he requested certain, when the when this all the deal first started, <laughs> he requested certain wrestlers to come to the show. Yeah. And he requested a bunch that have been dead for like 10 years. Oh. <laughs> I want Yokozuna. I want Andre the Giant. I want oh. the ultimate warrior. Like, oh my God. God. 
give me but Randy the thing Savage. Is they tried, like they gave him like Walmart knockoffs of those wrestlers. <laughs> we don't have Yokozuna, but we do, we do have another man that's We've kind of like a super wrestler. <laughs> And this guy runs to the ring. He's kind of like the ultimate warrior. Yep, that's the same thing. But it was just the idea like this guy, this, this the crown prince obviously watched wrestling in like the 90s and never again since. He was yeah. like, yeah, I want those guys. <laughs> some of them, hey, some of them are all alive. Give me the Hulk. <laughs> give me the Hulk. give me the actual Hulk. Hulk Hogan was at the, the show just passed. Oh, really? <laughs> not as, not, he didn't wrestle, which is funny because I think he could still pull off a shitty match, but. Oh, there's no way he's dropping the leg, brother. You can't do the leg drop anymore? He's got like six replaced hips, my man. Uh, but the <laughs> prince will pay for a seventh. Um, <laughs> Fair. But yeah, um, interesting stuff. But that, I mean, there's a, there's a story there, but that story would just be its own separate. Let's talk about the crown prince situation in, in wrestling. Cause it's, yeah. it's, this will be a fun thing that we, we will look back on in like 10, 20 years when proper journalists have you know got their hands into it and they'll be uncovering what this deal was. And it's going to be very good. Proper journalist, condescending. Oh, sorry, I'm, yeah. No no, I, no offense to Meltzer and Alvarez. I, I, they're my two favorites. I actually really enjoy listening to their but show as well. Very offense to Ryan Sutton. You're a bad person. Yeah. But that's me. And that's enough wrestling for at least 10 minutes while Alex talks about something else until we talk about more wrestling. I quickly want to ask, <laughs> what happened to the New Day? So, Kofi Kingston became the WWE champion last April. And that's a whole other kettle of fish, isn't it? Yep. And is then, he one of the New Days? Yes. Okay. Um, and then he, he had the championship for almost almost a year, not all thereabouts, like 200, maybe 280 days. Like 250 well, days. Anyway, what's April till like a few weeks ago? Yeah. So not a whole year, but it was a decent chunk of time. And he was actually booked as a really strong champion, which was great. And then they wanted to give Brock Lesnar the belt. So even though Kofi, in his entire championship reign, had been pinned twice. By the way, both roll-ups by Dolph Ziggler. Um, <laughs> I know. Okay. Booked as a very strong champion. But SmackDown moved to Fox. They wanted a sports-centric champion. In th- well, that's what they say. There's, oh, this is a huge conversation. Um, bell rings. Kofi runs at him. Jumps, Brock catches him, hits his finisher, pins him eight seconds. Ah. And it's like, cool, that was your first African American champion. And you had him pinned by the biggest, whitest man you've ever seen. (laughs) In eight seconds. Yep. And that was annoying in itself. Um, So, but he's now, he was, he didn't leave the new day, but he wasn't tagging with them as much while he was the heavyweight champion. So then he came back and then we become a trio. But then in Sydney um, at a live show, um, Xavier Woods. Hurt himself? What did he injure? He injured his uh, Achilles tendon. I is think. that his Achilles? Yeah. He's out for a year though. Oh wow! And some doctors are like, mm, if you can come back, you're out for a year. So right, he's funny and he has a YouTube channel. I'm not. I wouldn't be terribly worried about him. He'll be fine if he can't come back. They'd use him as yeah. a as a, yeah. a um, manager. No issues at all. Too. He's good on the mic. Um, but one of them is injured out for a year now. So there's the other two. So they're oh, no. no, they actually <laughs> as of Friday they won the tag team championships. Oh wow! In oh, really? the UK. I didn't watch it. I read it because it was a taping, not a live show, but yeah. Fair. That's your question answered. Lovely. So everyone, if you're complaining about more wrestling, remember we I segued out of it. Alex asked a question. <clears throat> well, that took up my time talking about Good Place. So uh, Jordan, <laughs> you're, no, 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 no. We, we need, we need a, a break here. So I started watching The Good Place maybe two or three weeks ago because... Um, like a year ago when I wanted to start watching it, mm. um, I wanted to watch it with my wife because it seemed like a funny show and I like doing fun things with my wife. Mm. My wife. So, 
Nah, why? Um, but she wouldn't have it because she'd watched a couple of episodes and didn't get the premise and didn't think it was funny. So I was like, oh, okay, and just put it off. Where did she get to? Do you mind my asking? Only because Andrew... she'd seen a couple of episodes here and there. Andrew is vehement. He's made this point many times on the show with The Good Place. Because I think it starts off fine. I was was always hooked in from the beginning personally. But he reckons if you don't like it, you've just got to push to that first season to get to the last episode for the twist. And then you'll be hooked in to what the show can possibly do. His argument was mm. if you can get to that point where there's that big reveal, whether it's the last episode or where part in season one it is, he reckons that's the hook that will bring people in. So did she get did she get as I far as that, do you know? Don't did, think so. I don't know if she watched season one, two, or three or whatever was out by then. I don't know what she watched. Yep. But I can tell you when I put on episode one, it was like six thirty at night and I didn't go to bed until I finished season one. Great. So it's, it's a great yeah, show. It is fantastic. And I love the idea that, like, that just the whole afterlife thing, like being brought up Catholic, like we've got this certain belief system in place of what heaven and hell is going to be. And, like, the show very much plays into, like, it's not really how you think it's going to be sort of thing. Yep. And, yeah, I just... Really like the show. Yeah. I just wanted to give it a, a good old recommend. And I don't think, like, coming from, um, like, Andy's recommendation of pushing through that first season to get to the twist wasn't a crux for me. Like, I enjoyed it from the, the first episode. I just thought it was fun. I'm with you. And so different. did I. Yeah. I absolutely. I, I, the, the twist made it made it go from a fun show to like, oh shit. Fun and smart. Yes. <laughs> like, hmm. I'm not going to get, I don't get too spoily just because if people haven't seen this, they really fucking need to. Yeah. But I appreciate in season three, I think it was towards the end when they, you are you passed season three, haven't you? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I haven't seen the last episode. Yeah. Perfect. Um, they go into the idea that all the choices that are being that people are making that are you know affecting whether they go good place or bad place, mm. um, it how it really breaks down into like this fine minutiae of like let's say I'm going to go paint my bedroom, the actual choice of which paint I buy is going to matter points up or points down because yeah. I might not know but this paint company, the man who owns it who makes the money off me buying it may have a slave and because technically even though I'm unaware of it, I'm giving money to somebody who's yeah. doing an evil deed because of the lifestyle they can live because of their paint company. That will give me the negative point. Yeah. So I, I liked the roll-on effect they gave. Like, yeah. yeah, you think you're doing a good thing by recycling, but also the fact that your bin is made out of this material also means, it realistically, mm. recycling means nothing. You're actually you're actually losing more points you're gaining yeah. because of the bin you own. Like, and, <laughs> and the products that you put in the recycling, they all had negative points associated to them as well yep. because of all the same factors that we just talked about. Like everything is a roll on. There's that one, that one guy they meet who's the only one that's going to be going to the, the like the proper good place yep. and his entire life is eventually just being a servant for everyone that he's ever met. Yeah. And and even then he wasn't like, he wasn't, he was like just getting in. He was like. I don't even think he was getting in. I think he had positive points, but like not enough to get in. Yeah, which is I, I like that they did that. Oh though. yeah, he's he's on a good track. Wait, he's sixty five. He's, he's got no chance. <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I, I I get that they were kind of playing it up for laughs, and it's a very cynical way of looking at it. But it's also it is kind of pointing out a very realistic thing. Like yeah, like 
so Jess, so my wife's gone vegetarian recently. And she likes the um yeah. She likes those like um fake beef patties that we can get, like the veggie protein. Oh, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of them are really good, some of them are terrible. That's a different like that's a different be- episode. The Beyond to me. Meat or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Some of them are really genuinely quite nice. Some of them taste like they've got grains in them, which always <laughs> is a weird feeling to when I'm biting into them. Anyway. That's what they're made out of. I know, but some of them from plants. But some of them taste <laughs> and don't have the te- it's the texture. The, yeah. Anyway. So in theory, you could say, yeah, getting that is great because an animal was, didn't have to get you know harmed to make it. Here's all the good reasons. But then you could also be like, well, but it does come in a plastic wrapper. It comes in a plastic wrapper. They used pesticides on the grains to yeah. grow them in the area where it was used to be controlled by some overlord and killed thousands of people there. And now they're using that same site to grow the this is not me saying being vegetarian is pointless. No, 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 not no, the no, point of it all. I'm going to mean like the idea that even when you're trying to actually make a choice, which you could objectively say, okay, I am not a vegetarian, but I can objectively say that lifestyle is a much kinder lifestyle than the way I live mine by consuming meat. I can recognize that. I'm wide in a way that I can live with myself by not pursuing that. <laughs> but I can acknowledge I would probably be a better person if I if I if I did that. Yeah. But in saying that, like Every, even actively making a good choice, sometimes it, all the good intentions in the world don't matter because when you break every down individual step, somebody's getting fucked in some way anyway, right? Yeah, that's and just life. It is, but in a way that it's kind of made me like paranoid, in a, not paranoid, but the, the idea of what are the unforeseen roll-on effects of even very minor choices. Like I'm very mm. socially conscious in, a, in the sense of, as in like, in a, sorry, socially conscious is the wrong way of phrasing it, but within actual social groups, very conscious of people and how they react to certain things and being able to look at someone and work out not exactly what's going on in their brain, but being able to understand why they might be thinking what they're thinking and just understanding the human condition Mm. in that sense. So I can do it with people. (laughs) But now it's like the idea of, oh, which yogurt should I buy? Yeah. Because this thing's like, okay, oh, it turns out this this one yogurt makes money to a very racist church. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, cornflakes. The idea that you actually, by buying certain cereals, are supporting are supporting that particular yeah. Kellogg family is crazy. But it, but it's there. Yeah. And I'm tangenting, I'm, I'm aware, but it's just worth noting that yeah. even what fucking cereal you want has such a weight. It's crazy. And it is great that the show was that smart and was able to use it in a funny and clever way to drive the show. Exactly, yeah. And yeah, hats off to them. Yeah, and they've done such a good job. And all that aside, for a show that is so focused on theology. Ethics. Ethics. Yeah. Yeah, it's not boring. No. It's genuinely hilarious. It's well acted. The pacing's great. The episodes are the perfect length. You never feel like you're shortened. And the fact that it's on Netflix also doesn't hurt. The fact that you can just sit down and do three yeah, and a half seasons. Yeah. yeah, And this is the final season they're on right now as well. Final? Yep. Ah, oh, I didn't realize it was ending. Yes. So is Bojack Horseman. Oh. This is their final season as well, which I said came out in the past episode. It turns out the first half came out and the next half comes out in January. So, That's so annoying. Yes. Especially because I didn't know and I got confused when... It didn't give me the next episode option, but the last episode I watched definitely had no final feel to it or any <laughs> resolutions at all. I was like, I just up and thought, 
Was I not paying attention? Or are they doing like a whole, their yeah, ending yeah. is that life never really ends. It just it just rolls on. I'm like, that's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. And then it turns out it is bullshit because that's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Aww, that's a good show. Have you watched Bojack Horseman, Dose? Um, no, I tried to, but I wasn't in the right frame of mind for it or something and I didn't get it. So it's It can be tough because the, the character of Bojack is just the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I actually tried to watch another show done by the same creators. Um, Tootsie, Tootsie. Um, I have to look it up. It's an, it's about two bird characters. A very similar animation style, but it's different. I got ten minutes to the first episode and was like, "This is red hot garbage. I can't do it." <laughs> it was horrible. Right. I just hated every character, um, and I was hoping because it's it's kind of more recent that it would be like you know nice to watch that because Bojack's coming down to an end and you know, yeah. it's similar. No, nope, 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 nope. Hard pass. I'll find its name just so I can say don't fucking watch it, but. I'll have to search for that while someone else fills. But anything else, Joe? Or do we want to move on to no, more wrestling? Just, just if you haven't given Good Place a chance, watch it. I agree. It's a good show. All right, Jordan, let's let's hit them with some wrestles. Oh, uh, let's do it. Oh, it's Tuca and Bertie. That's the show that uh, is about red hot garbage. Yeah, it's not good. It's similar idea that all the animals are anthropomorphic. I can't say it. I always fuck this up. They're people. They're people animals. Anthropomorphs. I can't do it. It's not coming out right. Um, Animorphs. Yeah, they're all animorphs. <laughs> yeah. But also plants are people too in this one. Oh, so like there's people that are walking animal. around with like plant heads and stuff. It's fine. That's not the issue. The issue is not the animation style. The issue is not that. It's the issue is the main character is the most annoying human bird main being that you could ever meet. Yeah. There you go. All right. So... Um, this match basically is the big like blow off to like a story that's been running for like a year and a half to two years now. Yeah. So who um, was David Starr and who? David Starr and Jordan Devlin uh, sure. in OTT in Ireland. Is that over the top? Yeah. Yeah. So basically the backstory of it is like, so David Starr and Jordan Devlin were uh, sort of good friends teaming up for a while in certain places as well. But essentially they both had this obsession with, defeating Walter, who's obviously a massive monster of a, of a man. He's a big boy. Definitely German? Big boy. Uh, Austrian, Austrian, man, might be, yeah. Somewhere in Europe. Um, but yeah, so both of them, as much as they were friends, they both wanted to be the person who, who defeated Walter. Yep. So David Starrs had something like 26 or 27 matches with Walter. I'd never won any of them. <laughs> Jesus. <Yeah. laughs> um, and so, yeah, so they went through this story where they were both having matches with Walter around the same time. David Starr lost. Jordan Devlin uh, was about to defeat Walter. David Starr pulled the ref out. That's where the angle kind of turned. Oh, that's cute. I like that. Yeah. yeah. And so ever since then, those two have been kind of feuding, going back and forth. The beauty of it is the change in the United Kingdom indie scene across that time. You've got David Starr, who's from America, but is you know, kind of championing the independent movement uh, well around the world really, but especially in the UK because he's living there now. And you've got Jordan Devlin who signed one of those cushy NXT UK deals. And so the whole kind of, as they've been building up to this, this final match, the whole kind of thing has been Jordan Devlin, who is like, you know, the Irish ace, he's the hero of OTT, their big baby face. Everyone loves him. David Starr is so good at what he does that he's managed to get the crowd to turn on Jordan Devlin 
because he has sold his soul away to the WWE with NXT UK. Right. And like, it's just been such a nice little story to follow because they've done all these like brilliant like vignettes and promos and this sort of thing where it's most of them are just David Starr talking and he's such a good talker that even if you don't agree with what he's saying, you're just like, yeah, you're fucking right. (laughs) (laughs) And so by the time they got to this match, the OTT crowd is just completely turned on Devlin and they're just championing David Starr. So the match is like from the video package, which is also brilliant, like just a brilliant, like five minute video package recapping their story from like the video package through to the end of the match is probably about 45 minutes. And it's a work of art. Yeah. Like the way that they play the crowd throughout the match is great as well, because as much as like the crowd had already turned on Devlin going into the match throughout the different sort of peaks and valleys that they do throughout the match, they kind of turn back again and the crowd starts to get kind of split. So about halfway through the match, you've got kind of the dueling chance, you know, let's go Devlin, let's go Star. Yep. So the crowd's gone from being fully behind David Star back to being kind of split. And then towards the end, they do a spot where Devlin, as the baby face, he's just gotten like so frustrated in the match that he hits a low blow mm. and the crowd goes fucking molten. They're so just like- Devlin hit no. this one, sorry? Yeah. yeah. And so then they swap over again. Yep. And then throughout the match, it probably goes for like maybe another 10 minutes or so. Fantastic. Like great back and forth action. Like in ring, probably one of the best matches I've seen all year. Yep. But they finish up the match. Um, they do they do the finish. Uh, you know, big finale of the story. David Starr beats Jordan Devlin, wins the belt. Devlin's off to NXT UK. David Starr's the new hero of OTT. And the audience is insane. Like how they've, in like the last few months, how they've managed or how David Starr specifically has managed to turn that audience from hating his guts to being like, no, you know what? You're absolutely right. And him basically becoming the new hero of the promotion has been so fun to watch. Well, I mean like realistically as well, if he's not signing, he's the one that they're going to have to be dealing with the entire time. Exactly. So they were going to have to fall in line with him at some point because he's so good. That's it. But yeah, it's it's brilliant. You can watch it on, um, I can't remember what the name of their streaming service is, but OTT has like a, a streaming service. Like I think it's Pivot Share or something like yeah. that. Look it up. Get that match. It's so goddamn good. Uh, like I said, probably one of the best matches I've seen all year. And I watch a lot of wrestling. Yeah. Cool. Um, I would definitely put it up there. Even if you just go on YouTube and like search and watch like the promos and the hype videos they've done leading into it. Just incredible stuff. I think the dude who does its name is like Sean Ryan. He's brilliant. Can we talk a little bit, just just to give a bit of background, this NXT UK deal mm. that's kind of wrecking the independent scene there? Because I, I just feel like for people that aren't really into wrestling, I think that that sort of political environment shift is God, maybe we're a shitting bit more on WWE a lot today. Not, <laughs> I mean, not intentionally. Um, they do really great things, and those those great things are actually funny enough. NXT and NXT UK, the product they're putting out is good. Isolated, right there. Yeah. But I'd like to talk a little bit about that actual deal because I feel like just for an outsider, that might be a bit more something that I can grab onto. Yeah, Yeah. so well, WWE basically in the last couple of years have kind of shoehorned their way into like the UK independent scene by signing guys like their independent wrestlers to contracts to work for them to do this NXT UK brand where basically the contracts, uh, you have to work for us whenever we want you to. You can work here and here, but you can't work here, 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 and here. Yeah. So if the company, if the independent company is affiliated with us, yeah, you can work there. If they're not, not nah, you're not allowed to go there. But also, which is 
an entire violation of the term independent contractor. Yep. And That's it's just the so most dumb. annoying thing. So yeah, all the wrestlers for WWE, whether you're NXT, SmackDown, Raw, whatever, they are all independent contractors. You are not an employee. Not an employee, no benefits, no healthcare. You pay for your own travel, you pay for your own hotel, you're paid a wage. Like, uh, like you are given a con- yeah. in that sense, but you're not an employee. So a lot of the bonuses you, so perks you would get for being an employee, which we just, we just take for granted as part yeah. of our current jobs, you just don't get. The idea of that, however, as an independent contractor is, that's what that place gives me. What's this place going to give me? I'm going to go there and do this job because yeah. I'm my own boss. They don't treat it like that there because of the contract styles they give. So even though you've got the same perks as someone who doesn't have a full-time job, you're commanded to work like someone that does. Right. Yeah. So even those companies that are on their okay to work with list, they've pulled people from shows because even though they've already like, yeah, you can work for them. We don't need you this day. Next minute, we need you that day. You have yeah. to now cancel on a booking you've made. Um, or even like companies where they're associated with it, it's like, yeah, you can work there, but they can't show that match anywhere. Yeah. Like you can't even put it on their, their video on demand service. And the whole thing coming over was like, we're not looking at disrupting the, the independent scene in the UK. It's quite a big scene, the independent market there. Um, just look at the landmass of the UK. It's yeah. a lot of people in a small space. Yeah. It, there are a lot more hits than they get. Um, things are good down in Sydney and Melbourne here and in Perth. Not so much in Brisbane, just because there is, but honestly, population wise, there's just not enough to back it because we're so yeah. far spread for each other. Yeah. Um, but there's a really great scene in the UK. And now these guys have come and, like, yeah, you've got a lot of really good people, but we're now going to pick and choose where you can use them. So it's kind of taken away from what they're able to do there. Yeah. But they came and said, we're not going to do that. And then did exactly that. Did it. Yeah, which was the thing. Cause and that's the other thing, like, just the kind of like the independent contractor debate is like kind of how the audience of OTT wound up so far on the side of David Starr because everyone basically has the same opinion on that as you or I, which Mm. is that's fucking bullshit. And because of that, he's been such like a strong voice for like trying to bring unionizing into professional wrestling and just the, the way that he kind of, he's so like eloquent, but such a dick in the way that he speaks. But everything that he says is just, the truth yeah and that's why like if it wasn't for wwe kind of coming in and you know ripping the guts out of the uk indie scene that story probably wouldn't have even happened no and david Starr probably wouldn't even be where he is now i'm sure like his like independent thing and that sort of thing that he's come through and is kind of championing probably would have still come to a head but it was such like a such a kick to kind of put it all into motion and so as much as they have kind of cannibalized the UK indies, they've also kind of given it a bit of um, like a bit of a shot in the arm as well because now you've got a lot of these people like David Starr or like Chris Brooks and guys like that who are like, nah, I'm good. Like I'm not going to sell my soul away. We've got something here. We can do it independently. We don't need you. What's going to be really interesting now is um, there's rumors of them, WWE moving into Japan and doing NXT Japan. And Japan is also... Once again, look at the landmass, look at the population. Yeah. Huge wrestling market there. And there are companies that have been existing there for you know, years upon years upon years upon years. And looking at going in and doing the same thing is a little bit terrifying, especially considering like we watch like New Japan Pro Wrestling. Their people there are contracted as well, but they're also they can work other shows. I think I don't even know how the new the New Japan deals really work because you are signed to them, mm. but like Robbie Eagles, for example is signed to New Japan, but we had him on a live show in Brisbane 
a month and a half ago. Yeah, I so he's like to work. New Japan, Wilson. I think they're exclusive to New Japan, mostly in Japan. Yeah, my but be, internationally, yeah. you can work for whoever. They obviously have like their affiliates, like Rev Pro and yeah, MCW and stuff like that. But yeah, in Japan, they're exclusive. But the thing with NXT Japan, like the whole idea of it, it just doesn't make sense for their culture because the Japanese are such like a respect kind of driven group. Mm. So like all of these companies have affiliations with you know particular companies or particular groups. Like the WWE is not just going to walk in and be like, oh yeah, we'll buy you. Like they yeah. tried and it didn't work. They were just like, no. Did they try to buy Stardom or something? Or they tried to buy Stardom? Stardom. They tried to buy Pro Wrestling Noah. And I think they had discussions with Big Japan as well, which is hilarious to me because Big Japan is mainly a deathmatch promotion. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> but, uh-huh. but they didn't, they didn't get it because they went somewhere else. And I guarantee WWE was probably offering more money probably for the purchase. And they still like, now nah, we'll, we'll sell it to these local guys for less. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough wrestling for maybe the next fortnight. Maybe we won't talk about wrestling next variety hour. Who knows? No, no, no. We'll see. I, I, I want to promise it, but I can't guarantee it. Um, socials. Go to facebook.com slash second take. Yeah. That'll be the second take podcast Facebook. If you'd like to support the show, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash second take. Our website, secondtakepodcast.com. Shoot us an email at secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. Oh, I hate this. And if you live in the future, <laughs> uh, you can tweet us at second take TNC. But if you did enjoy the chats today, I guarantee you won't enjoy that Twitter because it's mostly wrestling. Um, and we have an Instagram, which is I think just second take yeah yeah that sounds right awesome well thank you so much for joining us we'll be back next week for scream four which is pretty exciting yeah yeah Woo. till next time i promise it's good Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.